eroticalust.com, home of erotic short stories and sex articles. Also available on the site are novels and kinky t-shirts. Now let's get to the story. Don't forget to smile, said Mandy in the garage on my first day back to work. My eyebrows raised, and I smiled with compressed lips. I arrived at the office half an hour later and popped my head into the boss's office. How's it, Warren, asked my fryman. Was the honeymoon good? It was filled with festivities. Glad I'm back. Good. I'll let you get right back into it. As I walked down the corridor, I closed my eyes and sighed on my way to the morgue. I dubbed my office booth the morgue as it was the place where my soul perished daily. The grind of underwriting insurance policies drained me mentally, forcing me to storm out of the office a few times with the intent of quitting. I made a stop at the coffee machine, despite not liking coffee. Any reason that delayed me from the morgue made me feel better. Hey, man. How was the sexcapade? I flinched and spilt my coffee on the saucer as Wilson sneaked up on me. He and I had many commonalities, such as dressing well, hating the insurance industry and enjoying sports. He was my source for match tickets and the only guy in the office without a carrot up his bum. Wilson was blonde, light-skinned and average-built. His blue eyes and plump lips were his best features, and he always wore a check shirt and cocky pants. It was an interesting trip. Good to be back. Are you ready for the morgue? I looked at him with droopy eyelids and pursed lips. Man, we gotta get the hell out of here. There's a whole world out there waiting for us, he added. Wish I could. But I'm married now. Got responsibilities. Wilson had approved of Mandy but not of me leaving the bachelorhood. He warned me before the wedding that my life would change. I had an opportunity to explore the world when I was single, but now, I was stuck in a miserable job until the formality of death. What you been up to? I asked. Ah, man, you should have seen the babe from Saturday night. Whoa. We chuckled. Why don't you and the wife join me at a friend's barbecue? He backhanded my chest. Sounds good. Let's see what the wife says. Listen to you. Checking in with the boss. I rolled my eyes. Let me get going. I trudged with the coffee in hand and grabbed the chair. My shoulders shrugged as I inhaled a deep breath and sat. It took only five minutes for the phone to ring. Mrs. Girling wanted to know why I had left without informing her. She called me every week to ensure that the original plan still covered her portfolio and that her premiums would not increase. I went to the bathroom during lunchtime and dunked my head to wash my face. A man who desired an exciting life haunted me in the mirror. My head slumped. I turned around and saw the You Can Do Better door sign, designed to motivate us to sell, but I construed it as motivation to pursue my dreams. The problem was that I had never acquainted myself with my dreams. I snatched the handle, swung the door open and headed back to my desk. Whoa. Look at you go, said Wilson as I dashed past him. I took out a notebook from my draw and wrote down my goals. The list contained all of my desires, irrespective of time, financial or belief constraints. The first goal was to have children. The most important thing for me was to have a family, and Mandy shared my sentiment. Some of the other dreams I included were traveling the world, being the key speaker at a conference attended by thousands of people and having a threesome. Every man's dream was to enjoy two vaginas at the same time. Preferably more, but two would suffice. 
the threesome seemed to be the most challenging. Imagining how my life would be if the goals come true made me smile. Since I believed that the first goal was the easiest to accomplish, I rushed home after work. Mandy was in the kitchen, and she looked over her shoulder and smiled as I entered. How was your? I shoved my tongue into her mouth, then swooped her into my arms and carried her to the bedroom. I lay her on the bed, undressed her and climbed atop her. She smiled as I kissed her neck, not missing a centimeter of her body down to her legs. I stuck my dick in and saw Mandy close her eyes and heard her moan. Our bodies slithered perfectly in rhythm, and she dug her nails into my back as she raised her chin and arched her back. My ear passed her heavy breathing as I bobbed. She slid her hands to my lower back, stroked my ass and grabbed it. Her soft skin and arousing scent rushed me to climax, spurting my load inside and making me convulse during the groaning. We cuddled after the lovemaking. I can't wait to have a family with you, I said. Me, too. If we have a girl, I want her to look just like her mommy. And if it's a boy, she teased. I grinned. The same. A month later, Mandy tested herself with a home pregnancy test. She walked out of the bathroom with her eyes fixated on the floor, so I knew that the news was bad. Try it again with another kit. Maybe that one is faulty, I said to cheer us both up. I switched off the television, sat up and pecked my teeth with my thumb. Mandy walked into the lounge, and I stood up. And? I asked. She frowned, pouted her lips and shook her head. Don't worry. We'll keep trying. It's still very early. While she napped, I thought about what we could do to increase the chances of getting pregnant. Rotating positions and increasing the sex frequency were crucial. The only thing I had no control over was Mandy's ovulation. There were a few days in a month that she could get pregnant, but her biological clock wasn't on our side. Two months had passed. Since daily intimacy hadn't produced results, we pumped up the dosage to two sessions daily during her ovulation. We enjoyed the sex but sometimes felt that it was becoming a chore. After following that regimen for another three months, we went to a doctor. Mandy lay on the table and squeezed my hand while Dr. Stein tested her. Sweetie, I've got a good feeling about this. I smiled to remain positive. The doctor returned an hour later. Just breathe. Everything is going to be all right. She scrutinized the file as if Mandy suffered from a chronic disease. Oh, my God. The word in the file is either yes or no. Is she reading a scripture from the Bible? Sorry, Mrs. Clad. You're not pregnant. My head slumped, and my fingers intertwined at the back of my head. What are we going to do now? asked Mandy. Just keep trying, I said. In bed that night, Mandy rubbed my chest and nibbled at my earlobe. You okay? she asked. I'm fine. I thought we could give it another shot. I'm not really in the mood. Let's leave it for another night, I said and turned to my side. You don't have to be rude by turning your back to me. I'm just tired. Good night. I got home from work the following day and saw Mandy rummaging through her draw. Hi. What's going on? Hello, sweetie. I'm checking what clothes I'm going to wear for our getaway this weekend. What getaway? I booked us into a retreat. It'll be good for us to get away and take a break from everything. A break? We just had one. Well, I think being in a tranquil environment will help us bond. 
Besides, the retreat will give us an opportunity to try again. The booking is pending, so you'll have to make the payment soon. I knew before marrying Mandy that she was used to a lifestyle I couldn't afford. At the time, I figured that my career would improve, and I would make more money. That hadn't happened. If I couldn't provide her living standard, she could leave me. There was no way I would risk losing the love of my life, so I logged online and put the payment on my credit card. 1,000 rands remained of the balance. The interest was mounting, and the first installment was only a few days away. Done, I said. Thank you, sweetie. She put her arms around me and kissed me. Gloomy clouds had gathered at the Drakensberg retreat. The green grass spanned for about 50 meters to the cliff, which overlooked the mountains. Our bed's wooden headboard was a few centimeters away from the white wall, and a red blanket tied into a ribbon on the bed. Lightning struck as Mandy unpacked the bag, making her flinch, and it prompted me to laugh. As I looked out of the window, the only thing I saw was an outline of the mountain summit and patches of grey below the dark clouds that rumbled as lightning pierced onto the field. A draft blew into the room as I opened the window, making me shiver, but the air was so crisp that I couldn't resist opening it again. Please, close the window, said Mandy behind me. I turned around and saw her standing naked. I walked to her and felt her hands unbuttoning my shirt, followed by my pants. She craned her head up as I kissed her neck. I picked her up, and she screamed as I flung her onto the bed. I crawled on the bed and lowered myself on her, feeling her hands rub my back. Our lips infused and tongues slithered while our hands glided over each other's bodies. Thunder pounced in front of our porch, and Mandy squeezed me. I pulled the duvet over us and penetrated her. She closed her eyes and moaned in my ear as my cheek brushed hers while I bobbed up and down. Her hands slid down my back, and she squeezed my ass. After penetrating her for a few minutes, I raised my body, and she flipped over and put a pillow under her stomach, perking her ass up. I stuck my dick in, lay on top of her and thrust. She stretched her arms above her head and clenched the sheet. I reached for her hands and intertwined my fingers with hers. She groaned as my dick went in deeper, and I thrust harder. I convulsed and groaned as an abrupt load shot out of me. We popped our heads over the duvet and cuddled. In the morning, the sun had illuminated the grass and unveiled the mountain slopes. Mandy looked out into the horizon. It's so beautiful. The air felt warm to be in summer attire but not humid enough to perspire us on horseback. Mandy extended her arm during the ride, and I grabbed her hand. Mountains surrounded us as the trail led us over the slopes. We returned for lunch. I saw the prices on the menu and wanted to suggest that we go somewhere else. We stayed because there was nothing around for kilometers, and Mandy had her heart set on the salmon salad. Another 300 rands added to my credit card. I conned myself by believing that a new job offer was on the horizon or that Mr. Fryman would give me a raise. On the way home, Mandy bought a pregnancy kit and tested herself when we got back. I'm not pregnant, she said. My hand dragged down my face and over my mouth. It's been six months. What the hell is going on? I don't know, sweetie. I'm really worried. What should we do? We can keep trying, but I think we need professional advice. You might need more time to get pregnant, but I want to make sure that it's not something else. Like what? She sat and held her knees. I don't know. Let's see what the doctor says. Maybe it is a time factor. Two days later, 
Dr. Stein took a sample of my semen and Mandy's blood. We waited a couple of hours at the clinic for her to discuss the results. Mandy grabbed my hand, and I took a deep breath after Dr. Stein came back into the office. We found some irregularities, she said. I'm going to have to do further testing, but the signs point to infertility. I'm really sorry to have to tell you this. Mandy looked at me, and her cheeks paled as tears formed in her eyes. She tucked her head in between her trembling shoulders and sobbed. I leaned forward and grabbed the armrest. How the hell is this possible? I'm sorry, Mr. Clad. Our tests showed that your wife has failed to ovulate. What can we do? There's a possibility that she may get pregnant at a later stage, but the chances are slim. You can also try hormones, but there's no guarantee. What are we gonna do now? Mandy sobbed. Seeing her cry shattered more pieces of my heart. I squatted beside her chair, stroked her hand and wiped her tears. Don't worry. We'll come up with a solution. I promise. She wiped a tear that slid down her face. I can't believe this is happening. How are we supposed to have children when I can't get pregnant? You heard the doctor. She said that it might happen. We've been trying for almost six months, and nothing's worked. What's going to change? We'll keep trying. And if nothing happens? What's our life going to be like? I want to be a mother. I don't want to be 40 years old and alone because my husband left me. I grimaced. What? Why would I do that? Because I know how much you want children. Yes, I do, but I'm not going to leave you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this story, you'll love the new erotic novel My Wife and Girlfriend, available on eroticalus.com. Just click on shop. While you're there, also check out the kinky t-shirts for men and women.